everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, I am joined by our Devo writer for today's Devo, Travis Warren. Hey, guys. And Travis, we're actually friends, so this is we fun. We are, yeah. A lot of great. times I get strangers on here, which is great because I make new friends. Wonderful church family members. Yeah. That you meet for the first time. That I meet for the first time. Yeah. But this is this is good. This and is so, um, Travis, tell us about yourself. I'm going to pretend like I don't know. Okay. Uh, Where do you serve? Yeah. So, hey, everybody. I am Travis. I serve. <laughs> yes, you are Travis. <laughs> I've been a member at Watermark for uh, about three years, um, did the institute in the class of 2019, and I now serve on uh, the region team. I lead worship on Monday nights, uh, and I'm also a community shepherd for single men's community groups. But you recently got married. And I recently got married, yep, right, uh, back in November to my beautiful, lovely wife, Kate, who is the best. She is the best. Yeah. But... We're not talking about Kate today. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. That really is unfortunate. <laughs> We're talking about 1 Corinthians 2, but specifically, mm-hmm. one verse from 1 Corinthians 2 was one of the Institute memory verses. Yes. And it was the verse that I chose. C- can you quote it from As memory? the key verse. It's uh, 1 Corinthians. It's right in front of me, but I'm not looking. Yeah, he's not it's looking. It's 1 Corinthians 2.12. For now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may discern the yep. things freely given us by God. Crushed it. Yeah. You knew it. I just put you, I made you a little nervous. There. <laughs> I was like, uh, I haven't had to recite it in a little bit. But yeah, so so that's uh, kind of what I'm going to hone in on, on uh, in chapter two uh, is that verse, because that is the real point that Paul is making here is he wants the Corinthians to know, the people who are reading this letter, to know that that we have received the spirit of God from God so that we can understand the spiritual things that God wants us to understand. Yeah. So the the whole point of this, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've read the chapter this morning. Um, and if you haven't, you can pause the episode. You can pause right now, read it. It won't even take you two minutes. But uh, really the whole thing that Paul is saying in this chapter is really vo- verse 14 is sort of like what he is explaining throughout the chapter. And what it says is the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God. My translation says the unbeliever. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So natural person, unbeliever does not understand the things of the spirit of God for their folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. And so what Paul is saying throughout this, at the beginning of chapter two, he's kind of like, hey, remember I came and taught to you but it was not, uh, my speech and message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit. He's saying like, I wasn't trying to convince you of anything by man's standards or by human knowledge. I wasn't trying to like come in there and give you an argument and convince you of something. I was giving the Holy Spirit the opportunity to work through my ministry to convince you himself. Because ultimately yeah. that is the only way that anybody can come to know the Lord is if the Holy Spirit works in their hearts first. Yeah, like when Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. He does that through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And I I mean, we pray every every Monday night before Regen, I'm rehearsing with the band and we always pray, Lord, like we know that we can stand up here and we can play these instruments and we can sing these songs and Bryce or Ryan or whoever can come up and give a message. But ultimately, if your Holy Spirit is not the one that's acting in the hearts of the people that are here, 
it's all for nothing. Yeah. Um, like our music isn't going to save anybody. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And so we pray and ask God to be active and be present in our services because ultimately like we, we don't have the power to change anybody's hearts, but we want God to work through our efforts. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's like, Hey, I wasn't trying to convince you of anything. I wanted the Holy Spirit to act on your behalf. But, uh, to those who are mature, he says in verse six, we do try to impart wisdom. And then he goes on to explain that there is a wisdom of God, a wisdom from God that can only be discerned by the spirit. And so what's really important to understand, I think, from this chapter is this idea that the specifically the scriptures, but also just in general, the, the things of God, the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God that we can find really explicitly in books like the Proverbs and all throughout scripture, um, but also just in a general sense, like these spiritual truths that God has laid out in creation can only be discerned by those who have the spirit. And he says, uh, you know, he says it about the, the rulers who crucified Jesus. He's like, they, they wouldn't have done that. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory if they had known what they were doing. Sure. But they didn't know what they were doing because they didn't have the spirit. Okay, so how did those principles play out for us today? Like, what does this look like for sure. in the day-to-day life of a high school student, a young adult, a parent? How do we live differently because of what we read in this chapter? Yeah, so good. I would say first, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is recognizing that the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the ability to understand and discern the scriptures. Um, so when you're reading the Bible and something jumps out to you, something makes sense to you, it clicks and you're like, oh man, I never thought about it like this or or that is applicable to a specific instance in my life right now. It feels fresh. Right. That I mean, that's the Holy Spirit at work, like helping you understand what God's word is saying to you and how to apply it to your life in that moment, which I think is called the doctrine of illumination, mm-hmm. is this idea that the Holy Spirit helps us understand the scriptures. Yeah. But um, another thing that I would think of, I'm, I'm going to jump to Romans 8, because this whole idea of the spirit working in our in our lives is really prevalent in Romans 8. I mean, it's the whole chapter. It's like, here's how you live life in the spirit. Yep. For me, a, a verse that really changed my life was verse 12. It says, So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Verse 13, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so that passage was really pivotal for me um, in my life. Uh, Part of my story, I say this every stage or every Monday from the stage at Regent is uh, pornography addiction was a, a long struggle I had growing up. And this passage, it was a part of what really helped me come out of that was this realization that there's like, okay, there's things of the flesh, Mm -hmm. there's things of the spirit. If I follow the deeds of the flesh, it's only going to lead to death. If I follow the things of the spirit, it's going to lead to life. Yeah. And the verse where it says you uh, have received the spirit of adoption or you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. It was like this idea of like, okay, I have the spirit, which means I don't have to be afraid mm-hmm. of falling back into sin again. Yeah, or, like it, it made victory an option. Yeah, it's like this is like actually possible. Like yeah. freedom is actually real. It's actually a possibility, but it's only going to be achieved by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in me. And so that whole 
all of Romans 8 was just so pivotal for me to learn how to depend on the Holy Spirit to, to pull me out of, of that place of addiction so that I could walk in freedom. And that was a really beautiful, uh, really beautiful thing. And so 1 Corinthians 2 tells us, hey, we have the Holy Spirit, so we can understand these things. And uh, not only do we have the Holy Spirit to help us understand God's word, but then we have all of God's word to help us learn how to walk in tune with the Spirit and abide in Christ, find freedom, find sanctification and guidance from him and all sorts of things like that. It's awesome. Travis, that was so good. I wish we had more time to keep talking. Yeah, thanks. Me too. And um, it's this has been fun. Um, I think there's probably some people listening who are, are resonating with your story before you had that Romans 8 realization mm-hmm. and just feeling down. And I think as we continue through 1 Corinthians, we're going to see these admonitions where Paul's speaking to believers and they're getting it wrong. Yeah. And he's correcting them. But the good news is that whenever correction is needed, God's grace always makes a way for redemption. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.